Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Too Many Trailers. I'm Marianne. And I'm Kelsey. And this is the podcast where we discuss two movie trailers every episode, um, generally about new trailers for new films coming out soon, as is the case this this week. week. Yeah. So this week we have um, Downton Abbey. Yeah, wow. yeah, which is a sentence on its own, and <laughs> like no explanation. Yeah, yeah. Down just Abby. down Abby. And we also are talking about Jojo Rabbit, um, which is going to be this is going to be it's going to be a trip. This is going to be an interesting conversation. I cannot wait. <laughs> it's going to so be excited. it's like very like different ends of the spectrum. Oh, absolutely! You have the forty-year-old white woman bringing in a glass of Chardonnay <laughs> to the theater to film nerds. <laughs> And you also have from, like, <laughs> in terms of not the audience, you have, like, <laughs> British and reserved to satirical and kind of crazy. And New Zealandish, Not really. I don't know how. Right. Kind of non, also non-European. Like, also, it's just, like, it's weird. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, everybody. So, um, we're going to move right along and yeah. swiftly, swiftly move along. <laughs> um... To our first trailer that we're going to be discussing is Downton Abbey. So this film comes out on September 20th, uh, just a week, two, a couple, few, three, three weeks away. Two weeks away. Two weeks <laughs> away. We are doing fabulous, everybody. <laughs> Batting a hundred. Alrighty, so uh, for Downton Abbey, the director of this film is uh, Michael Engler, and he has done all the TV, all the time. Oh, yeah. He also directed four episodes of Downton Abbey. He did. And he has done uh, other shows. He did um, the movie The Chaperone that he did with uh, Julian Fellows. No, thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> which he did with the writer, though, oh, of, this, okay. of this. So they, they've worked together before. He also, as like a mini- Hands up, rainbow connection. Okay, like a little like, sparkle. <laughs> like, like I really dug for it. Okay. So he directed four episodes of the show once and again, which had Evan Rachel Wood. That's why I know. I was like, oh, you've mentioned this before. <laughs> and in the show, Evan Rachel Wood's character um, is in a relationship with Misha Barton's character, which is really hysterical to me. And let me just tell you that tiny baby gay Marianne definitely rewatched those scenes many a time on, <laughs> on YouTube. YouTube. I bet, yeah. Yep. Um, he's also <laughs> directed, uh, I think, a lot of the episodes of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yes, yes, it was on. That was right on the top. Um, and the writer uh, is Julian Fellows, and he actually created the characters as well. Right. He has done just the exact things that you expected him to do (laughs) honestly (laughs) like everything he has done is like a british drama so he did that other film the chaperone he did um uh the young victoria movie with emily blunt he's done all these other like very british things in british yeah just literally wall-to-wall british (laughs) Exactly. Like, like there was one movie that I was like, oh, that might not have been British, but I think like, literally everything else was, I was like, British. You were filmed in England. <laughs> <laughs> Wispy cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> and the British acting archive, as I like to find. Yes. 
Um, so who's our composer this week? The composer this week is John Lunn. Great. And wow. just in case you wanted to know, he has also done all the British things. Oh my god, wall to wall to wall <laughs> British. We almost have a full room of British. It's ridiculous. Oh, he I love did it. the music um, for Jamestown, which was also worked on by people from Wait, Downton Abbey. Is that the movie about where they like have to go to Jamestown? It's, it's a TV series. Never mind. But it's from, it's like by BBC, obviously. Oh, shocker. And he's done like Shetland. He did a really long time ago some like like just all British stuff all the time, and I was like, wow, <laughs> British stuff, just all British <laughs> all the time, and I was like, all right. <clears throat> This makes perfect sense. Makes 100% sense, and we're all not surprised by this. Not at all. All All right, so should I go into the cast? Let's do it. Let's do it, guys. I almost thought about trying out a British accent for this, and thank God I did not do this because there are so many fucking people in this cast. It's wild. It is wild. I mean, granted, most of them are people from the show. I mean, yeah, so which is cool. Which is cool, it's, and like it doesn't happen a lot of the times, especially when it's like a, a TV to movie feature film right. thing. Like it usually doesn't work that way. Or when the reboot is pretty far after. Yeah. Well, this is not. It's not too far, but it's, it's not still a like reboot, a reboot, though. Oh, no, sorry, not like a reboot, but yeah. like any form of a like like continuation or yeah, whatever. Continuation like years after it's ended. Yeah, um, is always uh, good to see the cast return. Absolutely. Nice. <clears throat> All right, so cast: Matthew Good. Hands up, Rainbow Connection for Marianne. <laughs> Quite a day. <laughs> Marianne's like, I'm so happy. I found a rainbow connection. I was like, I'm so proud of you. If everyone listened in last episode when oh, I did yeah. not have a rainbow connection, and I was I did. distraught. Yeah, I, was, like, I did. So and Marianne was like, I don't know if I can live with myself. Right I know. Now. <laughs> it was a really bad time. <laughs> but now we're a lot better. Yes. Um, back on it. So uh, Matthew Good uh, was also in Official Secrets, and I think he was my Rainbow Connection then. Wait, he was? Yeah, he is. Sure was. Oh, I love Matthew Good. He's my Rainbow Connection to um, Imagine Me and You, a wonderful British That's film. Right. That's right. About two, um, one lady who, Piper Barabo's character that is marrying Matthew Good's character, and then she's like, actually, I'm in love with the florist for the wedding. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> The greatest thing that's um, ever happened. I feel like I should be, uh, I should get a separate page for this notebook and just have an Imagine Me and You, like, tally. <laughs> right now that, that's a Bill Nye <laughs> yes. tally is really what we need. Oh my god. Alright, so it's gonna put two. Alright. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna come up again. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. As long as we cover British films, I will find a connection to Imagine We will find or a Bill way. Nye. Bill I Nye. will find a connection to Bill Nye. Um, we have Matthew Smith. Uh, everyone knows her as uh, Professor McGonagall from the Harry Potter series, as for always. But she um, has been in all three seasons of mm. Downton Abbey as well. Um, Michelle Dockery, also another cast member from the... I mean, I'm not going to say everyone, because literally everyone is... Yeah, pretty much everybody, right? Um, we have Tuppence Middleton, who is now on the top of my favorite names. What so, a name! I know Tuppence just reminds me of Mary Poppins. It really does. <laughs> it's a very Mary Poppins name, right? Yeah, you know? it's like your parents maybe watched Mary Poppins a lot, or maybe it was just like you know what? I'm gonna I love Tupperware so much. <laughs> <laughs> of 
not prepared for them to come out of Kelsey's mouth. So when she said Tupperware, I was like, I can't breathe. That's anymore. what I thought. I was like, wow, they must love Tupperware a lot. I mean, it's a great storage device. I don't blame them. Um, anyway. My one-year-old niece also loves Tupperware. <laughs> a true Virgo. <laughs> we have Elizabeth McGovern, Alan Leach, Joanne Frugger, Kate Phillips, Raquel Carmichael, uh, Imelda Stanton. Hands up, Rainbow Connection. Wow, two in one segment. Um, so Imelda Stanton we've talked about before. She played um, Professor Umbridge in Harry Potter. That's right. So she was also in the British film, obviously, because British imagine people only do British films. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh God. imagine me and you also I would know. cry. She was in the movie Pride. Oh, that's right. You've told me about this before. And yeah. guess what? What? Guess who else was in the movie Pride? Bill Nye. Bill And guess what? His character comes out in the, when he's talking to her and it's... Was possibly the greatest moment of my entire life. To oh, I'm crying. To this hear is amazing. Beautiful Bill Nye's voice. <laughs> Great. You say, you know, I'm gay. And I was like, this is everything I wanted in my entire life, and I didn't even know. If if you're new to this podcast, I just have you know that Marianne <laughs> loves Bill Nye because he's a great orator. <laughs> he is. He's such a great orator. So Bill Nye such is a, like a, such a weird thing to latch on to, but I love it. His voice is so wonderful. And like, <laughs> it's like, you know how some people really love Morgan Freeman's voice? Like, yeah. I also enjoy his voice, but like Bill Nye is like the, if it's you like wanted to tier. like... If you wanted to, like, narrate something or, like, do... Oh, my gosh. If he did an audiobook, that would be, like, the only audiobook. He probably has done an audiobook. That's what I need. I'd, like, listen to that to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, moving right along. <laughs> we have Hugh Bonneville, Robert James Collier, uh, Sophie McShira, I believe. I can't read my handwriting. Sounds right. Uh, Geraldine James, Jim Carter, Brendan Coyle, Penelope Wilton, Stephen Campbell Moore, and Simon Jones. Just for, like, the main... That's a pretty big main, main cast, yeah, though. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, like, you have the upstairs, the downstairs, yes. the non-down nabby people. I mean, like, you have everyone. Everybody. Everyone. Alright, should we uh, jump right in? I think we should jump right in. So, before we talk about the trailer, though, I was just wanting to ask, um, have you watched all of Down Now? So, I haven't watched all of it. I watched, like, the first, like, season and, like, the first half of season two, then okay. I kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. Um, it just got too much to, like, it was a lot. It was, like, like a full hour, and it was, like, a slow... M- like melodrama like right and right. it was just like it was a lot to process so i was like oh I'll just like watch it like later and then like it ended and here we are <laughs> here we are um so yeah i've watched like a good portion of it though so okay. like i understand like the characters and like the dynamics and everything um so yeah how i'm i'm just gonna take a wild guess you've watched maybe a few episodes slash scenes i'm guessing wow i have seen a whole one episode wow that's such a bit for you <laughs> i watched it on the bus <laughs> coming home from college one oh. time because was it was odd. a really long bus ride oh. and we had a very, very good wi-fi connection for whatever reason and i watched the first episode of downton abbey right so they said you know it was also very five years ago <laughs> <laughs> I remember the guy 
who's like the in charge of all the staff. Yes, Bates. I don't know. The older guy. You, yeah, you probably sure. saw him. He, yeah, he was yeah, in yeah, the yeah. He was a pivotal... big. He's like a big turnaround for like, it's a big surprise. Yeah. Right, okay. So I was yeah. like, I was like, I remember your face. And I remember that there's like Maggie Smith is in this and nobody else. With it. There's like some I shit had that a feeling like character. from what I was uh, observing in the trailer. I was yeah. like, oh, it like, sounds I like we like, had a falling in. Yeah, like we got there. Mm, I don't know if I want to spoil it for the listeners. I'm guessing like people who are listening, I probably like already are. And, like, honestly, it's been off the air for so long that if you really should be worried about spoilers, like, sorry. Like, sorry. So, like, he gets, like, (laughs) convicted of a crime. (laughs) I don't don't really remember. Is it, like, murder? I don't. Because, like, he's Mm. not in jail anymore and he should probably be. I don't remember (laughs) if it was murder. I have a feeling that it was probably, like, something, like, weirdly akin to murder. Mm. Like, accomplishing something or, again... I haven't watched the show in a while. That's all right. But I think, but he does, like, go to jail, and, like, there's this, like, whole thing because, like, one of the other maids is, like, having an affair with him. Oh, God. And then he does something, and she's... <laughs> what? What a, what a time in a What a time. Uh, right. <laughs> so there's, like, so it was, like, this big thing, I think, that he, like, comes back or whatever. It Yeah, it looked like a... It was, like... <gasps> Bates. It was that big dramatic moment. I was like, wow. Because the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, Bates. <laughs> Is that what you said also? Wow, I, say, right. I was like, wow, it wasn't that dramatic. Exciting. Oh, my God. Um, I got to talk about this because it's the first thing I heard when watching it. Is that a fucking retirement note when the trailer opens up? When the car pulls forward, you know the retirement note that we talk about in All is True? Oh, 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 the reti- I, literally, I thought you meant a physical note, and I was like, I don't remember anybody reading a note or, like, a letter, I don't know what you're talking about. Remember the, the weird thing that we coined for I no literally, reason? I know, but when you said it at first, I was like, I was like, fuck, we, ro- we watched different trailers. <laughs> God damn it, not again. Damn it, not again. Um... Yes, I bet it was. I honestly, like, I think I was so, like, immersed in, like, this is just British <laughs> music, like, that I wasn't thinking retirement note, but, like... Yeah, because it's, like, I mean, like, it goes with, like, the, the music yeah. and everything, but I feel like I was, like, oh, no, this is weird because, like, to me, like, that one note that opens up, mm-hmm. like, as we discussed before in the All This True, I believe it, the trail, the trailer, t- uh, the episode title is uh, Shakespeare the Jokester. What a time we've had with titles for these episodes. I gotta tell you. I forgot about that. I like how you were like Shakespeare and then you were like the jokester. Oh my god. Um, so um, where we discuss about like retirement notes and uh, how they fit into trailers. Uh, so it, that was just like the first thing that stood out to me because it's like it kind of is like the retirement of the series. But it's like I think I feel like something will happen where they're like. I'm going to give the land to you. Or, right, right. Yeah. And we had that one flashback scene, oh, which yeah. shocked there was only one flashback scene in this I'm, trailer. Like, proud of you guys. I'm like, they really restrained themselves. I was like, damn. And it would be shocking if they only had, like, very few flashback scenes in the film, but I don't have high hopes. Um, I feel like they'll probably have flashback scenes towards the end. Because I'm not film. sure, like, when he was walking around the grounds and then you, like... It's like, oh, oh let me yeah, reminisce yeah. about my childhood here. Yeah, Abbey. absolutely. No, they'll, they'll definitely, like, reuse, like, old footage from, like, the yeah. TV show. Um, especially towards the end where it's like, oh, look, at here's what Sybil died or something. Let me see the progress and the time yeah, and the exactly. years that have passed. Yeah. <laughs> In Downton Abbey. 
This will be our final work, and therefore I would like you all to remember how great we are. Here at Downton Abbey. <laughs> oh my god. This trailer was so fan service I could not. Oh yeah. I like, it's like... Being not a fan, I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, I mean, whatever. Like, I can definitely like tell like these like middle-aged white women who, like, with Chardonnays in their hand like, oh, while yeah. watching this trailer like, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god, they brought it back. I'm so excited. <laughs> exactly. Like I could definitely like just hear it in like my space and I was like, oh god, I'm gonna see this. <laughs> Oh God! White women everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> me. <laughs> oh no, it's me. <laughs> um. Oh boy. Yeah, but like for me, I was like, so I don't. I was like, the king and queen are coming. Cool. I was like, nothing else it's in this trailer makes any sense because I don't have right. any background. Which I mean, like, it's like kind of weird because of the fact that it's not like your typical <clears throat> film. Like, this is like six seasons in a movie where, but they got three three seasons and like yeah. a feature film. Like, <laughs> I know, which is wild. So it's kind of weird because it's like they really made it only for fans. Yeah. And, like, you could tell that, but, like, you couldn't tell outwardly that it was super fan service But you could also tell that I'm, like, I feel like British movies do this a lot where it's, like, they're not looking to expand their audience base. They're just right. looking to make this film to make this film. Which, like, we've seen that with yeah. another Lizzie. Other films. Oh, Lizzie, Lizzie, right? Where we were, like, you're really sticking to this and you're not expanding off to really, like, where if you made your trailer different... And had really, like, kind of given a lot more background and things yeah. like that, then you would have been able to pull in a bigger audience. Exactly. But you didn't but like, do that. But I think they also don't give a fuck. I don't think they give a fuck because it's, like, you would have to watch the three seasons to really right. understand what's going on. So I feel like they don't give a fuck to expand, really understand what's going yeah. on. Because they're like, here you, you go. You have to watch the series to understand what's going mm-hmm. on. That's why I find this, like, so weird that it's going into theaters. Because I... Right. Because, like, I would understand, like, direct-to-DVD or, like, Amazon. maybe Net- Amazon Prime because it's probably on Amazon Prime. That's where I watched it on the bus. There you go. Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amazon Prime. Not sponsored. And so, um, so yeah, that's why I just feel like it's, like, they're just really being, like, two middle fingers up and being, like, we don't give a fuck. We know you're going to see it. We know you're, like, All interested. All the fans in are yeah. going to watch it, and that's what So I feel like they're right. really, like... <clears throat> kind of leaning on fandom to, like, get people to watch it. But also what you're saying is that British films collectively don't care. Yeah. Because I feel like American films are more looking to get money rather than make movies. Right, and the British are like, we made a really good film with really good cinematography. So we're proud of it. So, fuck you guys, we don't care if we make zero dollars. Exactly. Right. They're like, that's why you see more independent film coming out of Britain or British, like, production companies now. Oh. Yeah. The production design and music, blown away. Wonderful. Blown away. And like the costume yes. work and it's the, just, like, cinematography was great. It just looks it looks like a really good film. And it also looks like a British film. Just right. the lighting and everything, you're like, so well, British. this is British. But Kelsey, I have a question yes. for you. Did you in this throughout this entire trailer see any of your hated Wispy cliff scenes that you see in British films. I no, I, I know. I know. I, I was, was like, like, 
and I'd be so happy. <laughs> it's like when they said a thing in New York City yeah. and they don't show the Empire State right, exactly. Building. Kelsey, oh. like, God, I was so happy. So proud. Um, but it's, but they did have those like meadow scenes, like yes. they did, like. But that's like typical of Downton Abbey, so I'm not like right. too like unfocused. Like right. the, it's like the town. Like it's weird because it's like you didn't really have to show the the house. I mean, because people know you could have just done like the bells and going into the house and like mm-hmm. not using that like being like, oh, this is the house you remember. Like it's really about the characters anyway. It's right. a character drama, but um, but they're like remember the house. I mean, they could have like <laughs> like we get it. All right, maybe show them like one last time, whatever. But we get it. But like it didn't bother me that much that they had like a meadow scene or they had like. Like, because everything, like, made sense to me right. because of the show. And it's all about the show. Which is so fucking weird. But it's all about the show. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, did, so, question. Yes. Do you think that the king and queen, canonically, <laughs> like, in real life... Did they give a fuck about earls, or...? <laughs> Do you think that they would actually, like, go visit places? Like, I, I feel don't like... I mean, maybe like not so much in the When they were 20s. like, the king and queen are coming to it out. And I was like, really? I feel like... Are, though, are they, though? Because, like, what? I feel like they did-ish, I think, like, back then at least. Because it's, like, it's like a home away from home, essentially. Like, yeah. that's an estate. Like, that's, like... Yeah. That's right. an estate, like, on, like, in a village, like, in which, like... Promotes yes. a town and everything, so there's at least some income and tax things that you could speak about. And also, Downton Abbey is all about like hosting people and mm. like the it. Gotcha. So I don't know like how much of truth it's based on, but at least throughout the show, they they're always like hosting people. They're always bringing people yeah. in. They're always like, which is like very like of the time. Yeah. British, like that's what you did. You yeah. went to other people's houses, and because you had nothing and else you- to fuck them to, and you know. But a lot of, so, like, it makes sense. I mean, I think that, like, in the 20s, like, the British monarchy started going to, like, different, like, started vacationing mm. or what whatever. Like, they went to, like, Scotland or, <laughs> or, God, like. I would give anything to make sure that that gets in this podcast. <laughs> um, <clears throat> or they would go to, like, the cliffs or, like, because, like, didn't, like, um. Queen Elizabeth II doesn't like she have like a house. Of course, like, she, she like she has like seven houses. House, I'm sure, but I'm like pretty but, sure she has houses nobody knows about. That's very true. I'm sure she's. Slash, just, I like, hope so because yeah. like she's a queen. Um, but so I feel like they. That's when they really started to like just to like to leave mm. Buckingham and be like, oh, we can like go up, go up north or whatever, and like hang out and like chill or something. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought of, like, the king and queen and the words chill together. Watch (laughs) the crown. I love it. Oh, my God. What if this was, like, a crossover with the crown? I would cry. Kelsey just gripped the table so hard. She was like, what if? And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, But, yeah. So, yes. Do you think that we are, this is fanservice-y gay representation in the trailer do you think oh, it's because your baby one. like what is this like i know that there's, the, there's like one kiss. that was kind of like ongoing through yeah. the series but my question is are you actually gonna 
show this couple enough during the movie to justify putting it in the trailer unless you're yeah. doing it solely to get views about gays. Like, well, don't queer mm, baby in that way and yeah. then it's have tricky, that second you really put in the line. trailer that you, it's only you have like that one, one second. That or one it's like they're just like no. touching like their coat, the lapels. lapels. Thank you. Um, right, like don't don't put it in the trailer yeah. if that if that one second that's in the trailer it's gonna be the only one second in the movie too because that pisses yeah. me off. Because I feel like I mean there there is a relationship between the two yeah. men like yep. there like that is a thing yes. like it is it is part of the story yes yeah um and it's pretty prominently featured for BBC yeah you know, I heard that through the years and it's like, actually yeah. like decently well done for like a melodrama soap opera in the twenties or whatever. Um, however. I really think it might be queer beating just because it is a feature film is and because of the fact that you're just like, everyone's just like <gasps> clutching their pearls and being like, <gasps> men kissing and like, you know. But also like, white women in their 40s love that shit. Yeah. They love gay they, men. They love gay men, white gay men. Oh, you are correct. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're right. They only <laughs> love white gay men. So I feel like, I mean, especially, I mean, like if you're still fans of Down Abbey, like I'm sure that like, they're gonna want that because I'm right, and especially if because it is like, like, where are my fan- yeah, where are my where are my white men kissing in tuxedos or whatever? Like, because I feel like it's part of that part of the fandom. Like, I'm sure there's like a lot of like stories on like Ao3 or whatever about them. So, Christ, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like they kind of have to if they don't yeah. want backlash from the fans about but I'm that. like but no. also it's 100% queer baiting in the trailer because it's like they don't talk <laughs> I know and they I'm only like, make out fine whatever I was like oh yeah um when the <laughs> I do have to say when the little like tagline it's like we've been expecting you I was like me <laughs> You've been you've been expecting me, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, they got me! <laughs> they got me hard!" Wow, because usually uh, any other trailer would not do that. No, to you. I would be, be like, like "Get this fucking tagline! Why would you out. do?" <laughs> but I'm just like, "Who me? Just little me?" <laughs> Kelsey literally describing herself as a white woman in her 40s with a glass of Chardonnay. Just like for reference, I am 26, <laughs> but everything else is true. Yep, yep. Except you don't clutch your pearls. But you did motion to clutch your pearls. I do clutch my <laughs> pearls, Mary, yeah. And I don't even wear fucking pearls. <laughs> god. Oh god. <laughs> That's a really good title. Uh, Alright. Alright. Um, yeah, Marianne, will you be going to see this uh, in theaters, VOD, Netflix? Will you be catching up to watch this? Nope, not. <laughs> no. Um, but um, my question that I asked myself while I was watching this was because I'm curious. I'm, I'm legitimately like, will Marianne see this movie based off this trailer? Um, hell no, I do not fall to your queer baiting shit, people. <laughs> but I was like, the question I did ask myself throughout the trailer was, do I love Dame Maggie Smith enough? Oh, she is amazing to in this watch series, this movie, and I was like. 
Maybe. It's <laughs> a really good question <laughs> to ask myself. And it took me a long time. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure. Like, okay. if you were going, I'd probably go with you. Okay. And I'd be like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. You'll but probably, I like Bambi yeah, exactly. Um, I'm so happy to watch you on screen. Um, but, and I like her caricature because it's like the character of like, almost like a Lady Catherine de Borg mm-hmm. and like a, um, um, the aunt in The Importance of Being Earnest, like that character that yeah. I really, really like. Um, Where it's like a quick-witted old woman that really doesn't yes. give a fuck. So oh, it's my favorite thing that insults everybody yep. and she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, my favorite that, thing. that is her character 100% to the T. Mm-hmm. And it's always her or Judy Dench, and that, oh, that's Judy. my favorite thing yeah. to watch on the screen. So um, could I watch it for Maggie Smith? Probably. That is... That is a lot because this movie is probably right. going to be like two hours long too. Oh god, fuck! All right, maybe I can watch it. <laughs> you know what they could add? They could have added to this that would have made me watch this. Lesbians. <laughs> well, 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> yes, I would watch this for lesbians. I will watch anything for lesbians. I am trash. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Bill Nye. <laughs> If you add Bill Nye to oh, a he film, would be perfect. The chance of me watching this goes up astronomically. Yeah. Do you remember when we saw Detective Pikachu and had Bill Nye? Oh, it? remember when they did the um, what's it's it so called? Excited. Oh my god, it's like who's that Pokemon? But it was like who's that person? It was Bill Nye. It was. The it was Detective of my Pikachu life. was a, trip. a wild time. It was a Let trip. Me just tell you. It was wonderful. <laughs> I am shocked. I was completely sober for that. Wow, we were. Yeah. Shit. All right, so Kelsey, you going to see this film? I feel like I need to rewatch the whole series mm-hmm. yeah. first before I see it. Um, I don't think I'll see it in theaters. I just don't... Because it's probably one of those, like, fathom events that, like, only, like, happen at AMC. I highly right. doubt this is going to go, like, worldwide. It could go to the independent theaters, though. It could, you know what? It could go to the independent theaters. Um, however, I want to rewatch it because like right. this trailer did like respark my like my love for the show mm. because it is like it is whimsical it right. is very yeah. much easy watching there's a lot that goes on but like each episode kind of has its own thing and then there is an overarching like thing but like but it's like I do love melodramas and I do love British people I guess it's weird to say but like I do love like that notion of like Britain, yes, and historical yeah. romance and drama, and like well, it's a well written show. It's like not yes, bad absolutely. too. It's really well done. Um, so I feel like I need to watch it. Then I'll go see it. So probably like Amazon Prime or Netflix, even DVD. I feel like it might be like a fun one just to pop in, right? You know, and just like in watch the background and be like, yeah, I'm just I'm, listening to the soundtrack of yeah. this while I clean my house or cook scones. And I'm like, I'm just like. Just snuggling up in my blanket and like with, with a glass of wine in my in my mind. Yes, um, so I feel like I'll like definitely like watch it for that, yeah. but just not in theaters. I just don't think I'll a, have time because the episodes are long. They do feel right. long, and it's just something I need to pay attention to. So, yeah, DVD probably for me. All right, sounds All right. good. So we're gonna take a little break. Um, we hope you will join us. When we return to talk about Jojo Rabbit. All right. Talk to you soon. 
Welcome back to the episode we've been expecting you. Wow, Kelsey, uh, that was so good. Thanks. Um, so we're back for the second half of this episode, and we're going to go straight from British and Reserve to what the fuck is happening right now. <laughs> um, That's appropriate, yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about Jojo Rabbit, and this movie comes out on October 18th, 2019. Um, yeah, so this trailer is a lot. Um, sure let's is. go to the behind the trailer facts. So the director is Taika Watiti, our good old pal. I really love him a lot. He's my favorite. He's like also my favorite human just in general. Like he's hysterical. He's amazing. I love his pineapple romper. And it's absolutely incredible. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please Google it. <laughs> we will post it to Instagram. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, but he... So Taika Waititi, you might know from directing Thor Ragnarok. Yes. He's going to be the lead on the new Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. Um, he's also done, if you are a fan of um, his other works, like if you, um, What We Do in the Shadows and the TV series What We Do in the Shadows, which is one of my favorite films um, about vampires. It's a mockumentary style. It's absolutely hysterical. Um, highly recommended. All right. So the writers for the film uh, are... Uh, Christine Levins, and she wrote the book yep. um, that this movie is based on, and Taika Waititi wrote the screenplay. Yeah, makes it easy. Um, and Taika Waititi, in addition to like directing what we do in the shadows and other films like Hunt for Wilder People, mm-hmm. um, also wrote both of those. Yes, so yes. he has a, a lot of experience yeah. with writing and directing, um, and um, <clears throat> as we'll see, acting as well. Oh boy. Um, a, a role that's not Korg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so who's our composer for this week? Michael Giacchino. Oh, the does man. He, does he sound familiar? Hell yeah, yeah he does. He did films that we talked about, including Bad Times at El Royale. Mm-hmm. He has done just a ridiculous amount of other things, and he is wonderful and can wonderfully compose for action as well as um, like dramatic scenes yes. and things like that. It, so it's really great to see him see him back on the podcast. Yes. Welcome back, Michael. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Friend of the pod. Michael Giacchino. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Could you imagine he's just like somehow listening to be like, I have a friend in me? <laughs> me? <laughs> Clutch my pearls, which is now going to be my go-to catchphrase when everybody's like, instead of being like, oh my god, I'm going to be like, clutch my pearls, but with like a deeply southern drawl. Yeah, because that's the only person, people who would do it are people from the deep south, like Georgia. Or, or Britain. Or British people. But they wouldn't say anything. They would just like quietly clutch the, their pearls. People from the south would be like... I'm going to clutch my pearls. Clutch my pearls. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a personal reaction to that, because I was like, oh, I do not like this person at all. (laughs) Could you imagine it's like someone from, like, just stereotypically, again, not everyone is like this, but stereotypically it's probably someone who's, like, like just homophobic enough to be (laughs) 
feel like I don't want to associate with you. I really love that description. Just homophobic enough. Like, like they're fine with it. But like, they like clearly they like they're still not okay with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's get into the cast. Yeah, let's Please. let's let's keep moving. All right, all right. So the cast is, uh, starts with Roman Griffin Davis, uh, Tomlinson McKenzie, who we saw. She was the daughter in. Hold on. Imagine me and you. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was that film? Describe. In the woods. Oh oh um. Oh, that weird film that Barack Obama put on his, like, best movie. I know! And I was like, Barack, what? Barack, what are we doing? Um, leave no trace. Thank you. <laughs> so, did you recognize the girl? I thought no, she looked I familiar, didn't. so I was looking at her um, IMDb page, and she was in Leave No Trace. Oh! That we talked oh, about. yeah. Yep. Because when she was talking, I was like... I was like, you kind of, like, seem a little bit familiar. And I was like, oh, and I remember that when we talked about um, the discussion for Leave No Trace, um, that she, we were like, wow, she's given some really powerful moments, and, like, yes. we think she's going to do a really great job and things like that. Um, so I feel like this is going to give her another really strong opportunity to, like, give some of those very dramatic mm-hmm. um, and very big moments, um, both and hopefully a little bit of comedy with them to break it up. But yeah. I feel like she's also going to get those deep. Especially her character. Yes, her, and character. her role. Yes, absolutely. Um, then we have uh, Taika Watiti, And I'm not going to spoil um, who I he plays can't. until the discussion. Um, <sighs> Sam Rockwell is in this film. I just have to tell you right yes. now. As people started popping up on the yeah. screen during the trailer, I was like, what the it was fuck? Insane. Every time somebody popped up, I There's was like, There's so many, like, shit. famous people in this film, like Scarlett Johansson. What? <laughs> and Rebel Wilson, who I did not expect to be in right? this movie. She just popped up, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I was like, am I hallucinating? I was like, is this a cast trailer? Um, then we have Alfie Allen, who mm-hmm. um, people may know him really from... Uh, as Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, and then we have Stephen Merchant, who is the really tall... The really tall guy. guy. Yeah, he's also been on The Good Place. I was going to say... He, oh, that's yeah. what he knew. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so that's our main cast. There is other, obviously, other yes. people, but I just... There's just so much I think that we need to discuss. Into. And I think we need to jump right in. And I feel like those are all such big name people that yeah. we don't need to really go into anybody's mind. I feel like it'd just be... We'll just be talking for too long. With the cast, then. I think this is a great choice. Anyways, let's jump right in. All right. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> Literally, that's my opening note. It says, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> because I came into this having no idea what this was about. Yes. Kelsey was just like, oh, yes, the other day was like, oh, do you want to do the Jojo Rabbit trailer? And I was like, the who? And I was like, I literally thought it was a typo yesterday when you told it to me. I like typed it into Google and I was like, Jojo Rabbit trailer? And I was like, is Kelsey trying to tell me something else? And then I was like, I didn't want to seem dumb. So I Googled it instead instead of asking you. So I looked it up and I was like, oh no, it is a trailer. Okay, this is great. And then I watched it and I was like, <laughs> so, what? so happening? if people don't know what this is about, so this story follows uh, a young kid in the SS. Yep, that's right. He is a mini Nazi. Um, he's a he's a young boy in the 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 youth Nazi regime. Right. And growing up in gro- Germany, gro- therefore, Germany. is pretty much I mean, forced to be in the youth yeah, Nazi it, regime. Not his choice. Yes. 
Um, however, he's uh, very young. He's like he's 11. 11. And he goes into this like little reserve yep, training camp for the youth, um, regime. Um, and his imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler played by Taika Waititi. It's, it took me a long time <laughs> because the first time I watched the trailer, I was so like discombobulated and confused that it took me until the yeah. second viewing to realize that he was an imaginary friend. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I, I was you so know, Hitler was just like <laughs> prancing around. No, I didn't know. I thought, didn't, you thought a lot of people at the time got like German people at the time did a similar look to oh, Hitler. Oh, yeah, that's right. So yeah. I was like, is this just like your dad? Like that <laughs> is a really big fan of Hitler, which is the weirdest thing. Read them out of my mouth and I don't like this. But yes. <laughs> um, so it took me until the second viewing and then when I could hear better because I was less overwhelmed by everything I was yeah. like, observing visually, like Hitler prancing a little bit, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? But um, I was like, oh shit, this is an imagination. <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel so much I feel so I much, feel better, so about much this. better. But also, like, also, yeah, you could have renamed this film, like, me and my imaginary friend Adolf. Me and my pal. <laughs> my <laughs> friend Adolf. My, my friend Adolf. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and it kind of goes about the trials and tribulations of a coming-of-age film in Nazi Germany as, you right. know. so you can tell he's really not into yeah. all this stuff, like, he's kind of just like, why are we doing this, and then, like, starts hallucinating Hitler, which is trip fine. Um, and then he finds out that his mom has been, um, hiding a Jewish girl in their house. Yes. Um, like, up in their attic, like, in the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, and he finds out, and then, um, it's the story from there, and then... It goes then big, a bigger struggle of like right. of oh, an internal struggle. It's really like now right. it's really in your face. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So this film is tagged as like an anti hate um, satire. Yeah. Which I think that is really important to know. It's like we're not you know making fun of the struggles of you know Jewish people right. during this film. It is literally making fun of Nazis because they're we need to make fun of them because right. they're Nazis. And because, like, if you do too many serious films about Nazis, it's just, like, so depressing right. that you can't handle it. And then, like... I do have to say, like... You do it as a satire. It's somewhat more digestible. It was so much more digestible to, like, to understand. It's also because it's a coming-of-age film, and it's, like, right. you've seen so many coming-of-age films where it's, like, oh, like, I have this internal struggle of being this person right. versus I am in love with this person. Like, there's a lot of that, and to have, like, kind of this weird background to it mm -hmm. really makes it more <clears throat> palatable, I yeah. guess. Did you catch the rating for this film? I didn't. I think it's probably, I would guess it would be either PG-13 or R. Because I feel like if it's not rated R, I feel like, so... I feel like it'd be better if it's not rated. Because then be you can give it to more youth to really like get you, to, yeah. and it's a lot more accessible for them, because I feel like, um, just in my, like, personal life and, like, things like that, like, that <clears throat> you see a lot of kids in, like, the middle school, like, early high school age kind of, like, that's when you first really learn a lot about the Holocaust in yeah. school, and that is such a hard concept for kids to grapple with. You, like, yes. that amount of, like, um, pain and struggle and, like, what grief we did and, wrong and grief. Yeah. And blame and What we have lack to learn of, about now Right, and, and like, learning from history and a lot of, like, feeling, um, like, 
a lot of wrong choices were made in like how we could have fixed this and a lot of like nobody wanted to step up right. and actually do anything and like a lot of that struggle which coincides which, very well with like how you are developmentally at that age like just about brain say, development yeah wise. so like it's right at that age where you're starting to be able to like comprehend these kinds of things and really like take them in a lot um and actually like work them through for yourself and um be able to like understand the depth of what happened um and you, I find that, like, all kids kind of go through this mini, like, stage of, like, really Crisis. wanting to learn a lot yeah. about it because it's so insane. It's right? fucking it's wild. It's so wild to think that this happened. And it only happened, and like, why. 80s or so years ago. Like, right. it didn't really happen. Right. It's not hundreds and hundreds no. of years ago. It was, I Where, mean, like, like, when you think about, like, other, like great catastrophes and things like that that happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago then you can kind of be very more removed from it right you can do these kinds of things but then when it's more immediate obviously it like brings a lot more exactly and it's just um so i feel like giving this like a pg-13 rating would be much better because yes. like kids then to be able to see this and kind of connect it and have like a similar aged person to connect with about it yeah. would be so impactful and to hear it from so like when I went through my like holy shit what happened yeah holocaust obsessive phase like years of my life and so many books well, and so many things positive. obsessive phase meaning learning about it let's yes. just let's just yes uh, like i'm sorry i think <laughs> I, I, know, I, I, know. Talk, I talk about it so much to like other people because i like talk about it in terms of like development and like right. how kids like grapple with these bigger concepts and issues um that i'm kind of just like i know I'm just, I'm just trying to i'm just trying to help and <laughs> um but we um so like every book you read though there, there's obviously there's nothing that's really light you know what I mean? Yeah. Some some things have, like, elements of lightness and things like that here and there, which was always nice to, like, kind of break it up. Um, but because this isn't a subject that's, you know, it's not yeah. funny. It's not light. No, not at it's all. It's all dark and it's all depth. But you have but, to have it sometimes. So when you have something that could kind of, like, break it up. Br- yeah, just break it up for a whole, like, other, like, a whole novel or, like, a whole, like movie just to watch about it and to really to to be able to like still grapple with these big things and really hear it from that different point of view of that other kid that's really struggling with this um and then but also like bring in a lot of humor so it's it's just so much so much more digestible like we were saying yeah you know what i mean like not many world war ii holocaust films Mm -hmm. are like, None. let me go see a light-hearted <laughs> film about World War II. Let me tell you. I think they try to do it, but now it's one of the most banned films. And I think it was, like, about the clown in Auschwitz or something. I don't know what it's called. It's a... I don't know what the fuck Hollywood was thinking. Yeah. yeah. But let's not go to that. Yeah. But, but the whole thing... So I with, hope it's rated PG-13. Yeah. I, I'm... Yeah. I just think that it'd just be better for right. more people to see it. Um... To me, from what I got from the film, it's really like a, um, a, it is a satire, but it's also like a, your, like a, how, how did I describe it? Like a portray, a portrayal of the, like the actual, like servicemen in mm. Germany, like as being incompetent. Like I thought, like to me, like a lot of like the, the way that we're looking at the kid is actually like, we're viewing these guards because they're just so inexperienced and really not know what they're doing just forced very childlike 
And to me, that's what I viewed it as, as like, because like they're doing these crazy things where they're setting off bombs or doing this or doing that. I understand that, you know, there was a youth service guard, yep. you know, the, the, the SS regime. But to me, it was very much, they were taking very much adult roles. You know, if you look at it in a character base, you know, you have the main kid then you have this like his comedic friend, friend yeah. you know, then you have like certain, who is, who is much more sure of himself. Yes. Exactly. Like, and his like, is not really grappling with the, do I want to be a Nazi? There's no, there's no guilt. There's right. no he's guilt not, factor. He's not feeling that. Right. Exactly. So to me, it felt like they were very much portraying adult roles as children. So I thought that was a really interesting concept. Because and I feel like that was yeah. like the reality of the time too. Is that yeah. like from like from a very early age you were like, here's you adulthood. Were needed, you are you were, because like everybody was in the army, right? Exactly. And then um, you've got these kids that were at a like from like birth, right? Told that they had to go to these meetings because and things these, like that. These and people like, are this, you know. Yeah. They're they're fed this propaganda, and right? And they were and they yeah. had to go to the, like the. Yeah. The youth. This was part, I mean, the Nazi youth. Um, in college, programs. we were taught a lot about this, where, you know, it was it was all about the fact that it was just something, a lot of people didn't want to do it, but they, it was just part of their job. You know, they were, this is how they survived and everything. Yes. Yep. And, um, you know, seeing that it was brought on from, like, a young age, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. some kids unfortunately were like, oh, this is great, I love killing people. I'm like, and, and you know what I mean? And it's like... When you're ingrained from such a young age, yeah, it's, it's hard to be like to get out of it. Yeah, it's just part of development. I mean, just part of psychology. When and, everybody around you and everybody yeah. is saying these people are bad, and you're like, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, who else is going to tell you? Right you now, exactly. If nobody, Otherwise. In your, if nobody in your life or anybody you know or yeah. anybody in your entire country is saying um, that this is wrong, like it's hard when you're yeah. the only one. It's um. I just thought it was really interesting that, you know, we have Rebel Wilson. I just, like, it was just so interesting because every... Like, this reminded me of a Wes Anderson film. Oh. Mm. The way it was shot, the colors, the the characters, and it was very Wes Anderson-like. Yeah. I mean, like, Rebel Wilson's like, let's burn books! And it's like... It was, just it like, was hysterical. It was I was crazy. like, Rebel Wilson... Rebel Wilson who's Australian, yes. then doing a German accent, <laughs> really just Ooh. killed it for me. A plus. A plus. And then we have, like, Sam Rockwell in, like, almost like a drag-like feature, you know, when he's in war, but has all the makeup on and everything. There, There's just so much that is played on here about gender and about gender politics, especially mm. in World War II, that we don't see a lot of the times. But we also see... Funny moments where the kid walks out, says hi to a friend, and his friend drops a fucking cannon and it shoots off into the building. I mean, he's like, shit. shit. <laughs> um, um, yeah. You know what it reminded me of <laughs> when I was watching it after like the third time oh, when I finally could I think. watched the, the first 20 seconds of the film because I thought Smash Mouth was going to play. The dun, 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 and it just like matched up and I was like... Oh my god, what is happening? Oh my god, please don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Don't strain yourself. Don't do it. <laughs> and they didn't. It was the original song. But um, it felt like a combination of like Moonrise Kingdom. Wes Anderson, yep. Um, with Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it's 100%. With the producers. 
Oh my god, yeah, it's like this Venn diagram. Time for Hitler, it was like, wow! Because I was honestly like, wow, I've seen, I've seen someone dressed as Hitler prance one other time. And that's John Barrowman. John <laughs> Good old John Barrowman. If anybody can do it, it's him and Taika Waititi. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's just, there's, but yeah, it's like this like three Venn diagram of, you know, and then those like other, you can probably find movies, you know. And put them in, but in that center core, it's mm-hmm. this film. Um, I'd like to read the book, though. I, I think, think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be interesting just to, because it's more on the perspective from the kid, and you can probably understand the whole imaginary friend Hitler perspective. Yeah, and I want to know because Taika Waititi is very well known for bringing a lot of comedy to things yes. he, do, he does. I want to know. So, like, even if the book is very satirical and you know really has all this, I wonder how much comedy is in it. I don't think there's going to be think a lot. It's, I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think Taika Waititi really took this and was like, well, so I'm going to make it this way. It. I think it's because it's like, you need to heighten that. Great. Which I think is, yes. But I'm just like, I would love to read the book, but also at the same time, I'm like, I feel like the I book's going to be a lot more movie, maybe. of a coming of age. I mean, this is a coming of yes. age story, but I think it's going to be more so a coming of age and a love story mm-hmm. uh, with some peppered in some comedy because right. of his imaginary friend, Hitler. Um, but I think that he needed to make it heightened to more comedy because the average person is not going to understand it. And the average person isn't going to want to go see it. No. You know what I mean? Like who wants to, not many people want to go see another upsetting movie about World War II. And hiding Jewish people in your home. In your home. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. I have a question. Yes. Had you heard about this before we watched this trailer? I've only, I mean, I've kept up to date with it because... How did you hear about this from the beginning? Because I'm like, how did I not hear about this with all of these people in it? I was like, have I been under a rock? But I, also like, what? I mean, I follow a lot of movie websites on Twitter and they've been talking about it a long time because of the fact that it is uh, a very much looking, f- it's a film that a lot of people are looking forward to. Um, and I... <laughs> Um, just because I didn't realize how big the cast was, but I remember um, like the first like image from the film coming out, and I think a lot of people were like, "Holy shit, what the hell is this?" <laughs> Sorry, film? what? Because you had Scarlett Johansson, Taika Waititi dressed up as Hitler, and then you had the kid, and you're just like, "I'm sorry, what now?" I'm sorry, whom? Whom is, is there? <laughs> um, and then I mean, like Taika's tweets come on my timeline every so often, mm. so um, so I feel like this is like something I just. Kind of been kind of watching out for Not just right. because I feel like this might be like a contender for maybe I best screenplay or best yeah. adapted just because I have a feeling that this will be uh, hopefully if the Academy allows. But could you imagine if Tickle TT won an award for playing Hitler? Oh my god, I would cry for playing in an hal- a hallucination because that's yeah. what I'm going to refer to him as instead of an imaginary friend. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> just so <laughs> a hallucination. Funny. Of Hitler? That'd be really great. And a first, I think. Wow. Yeah. Of all the things that Taika Waititi has done, and he won for that. God. Oh, my lord. All right. All right. Whew. Have any more notes? Um, my last note is just funny. It just says, what? A literal shit show? And yeah. then a bunch of question marks? Like, what? What? Um, um, but that's all. Yeah. I mean, I didn't... Really watched the. I was waiting to watch the first full trailer for this, so I was really surprised about what this film was actually going to be about. Um, mm-hmm. I was surprised on a, quite a few things, but that was yeah. But 
Surprise is surprise, the best surprise. way to like. You're just to, like, like, oh wow, okay. Talk about my feelings for this surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So you're gonna see this movie? <laughs> um. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Seems so sure of it. I, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm. I'm like trying to be more honest with myself about like the. The reality of the, the reality of like how often I go to the movies. Right. Which is less often because I'm tired yes. all the time. Um, but it looks hysterical, and I'd like to see it. I don't know if I'm gonna definitely see it in theaters, Netflix, if it comes on. Oh probably. yeah, yeah. Like I'll definitely yeah. watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see it. I'm just trying to like. I feel like I say yes all the time to the movies, and I'm like, guess what movies I didn't see any of them Why because I got no time <laughs> and I have yeah. no sleep. Um, no, I agree. Like, I feel like this will probably be playing at the independent theaters. Do, um, are they trying to do this with a wide release? I don't think it I can. can. I can't right, see I, like, it. I didn't like, hear enough about it, but you've got all these A-listers, so I don't know really what to do. I mean, Wes Anderson's generally at the independent theaters, and he's a big-budget director, and he usually has, like, yeah, big-time people, like, Tilda Swinton's, like, in all of his films, so I feel like... He's generally still technically independent, so... That's true. Um, I mean, if I don't see it in theaters, definitely on Netflix, but I yeah. might try and make myself to go to the theater to see it, because okay. I feel like... Well, if you go, let me know. All right, we'll do. Because I just feel like, <laughs> cinematically, it might be nice, because of the yeah, colors no, and everything. I agree. So. It would be good to see in theaters, like, with popcorn yeah. and like, laughing hysterically just be like a fun time right yeah oh my god let's go let's make plans on a podcast okay oh my god plans on podcast my favorite all right all okay right. do you want to do some business yeah all right so before we get to the uh, the fun business stuff um i just want to give a shout out to a million zero zero one on itunes uh they gave us a five out of five rating and uh, a review is saying these guys are the best at what they do hands down so thank you for writing that wonderful review <laughs> thank you so much um so if you want to talk to us about uh down abbey or jojo rabbit you can find us on social media at too many trailers that's t-w-o many trailers um on facebook instagram or twitter and if you'd like to email us you can always send us your longer thoughts like do you have do you also think that there's a lot connected to like the brain development at, in middle school I uh, my degree is in development guys I'm a big, really big fan of like how kids process things um, but if you also like to talk about that and are also a nerd like me you should definitely email us or if you want to email us about Downton Abbey and how um, how sad you are that uh, some characters are not returning to the movie you can also email us about that at uh, too many trailers at gmail.com so it's t-w-o many trailers at gmail.com um rate and subscribe uh to us in itunes rate us five stars uh we can read your review on air uh if you want uh i mean i guess you would have to be explicitly saying please do not <laughs> read this on air which would be kind of weird, weird because but, like your review is public but yes whatever. anyway um, or you can find us on Spotify, our hosting site, Anchor. Thank you for sponsoring us. Um, Google, Play. Google Play, Overcast, <laughs> uh, and Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Marianne, do you have any last words for this week? I do. Oh, my God. All right. So remember, everybody, don't judge a movie by its trailer. Leave that up to us. We've been too many trailers. Catch you next time. See you later. Bye.